0: <laughs> what's up everybody it's erin and nicole this is dude that's fucked up oh, welcome Ooh.
1: welcome <laughs> spooky <laughs> is it i don't know
0: no 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 no
1: no 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 no. um oh. how's everybody doing i hope you're well hope this uh month is going well for you so far Mm-hmm. i don't know
0: yeah you don't know
1: what time or day it is who's to say um yeah. We're always a little, little confused. Um, <laughs> at least I am. <laughs> Same. I just, I know it was Groundhog's Day the other day, but yeah. also I've been living Groundhog's Day every day, so don't know, don't know what day it is still.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't
1: know how long ago Groundhog's Day was, so.
0: Yeah. I don't I f- know. It's, um, it's every day. Yeah. It's Groundhog's Day.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much are. it. Um, so we got a fun show. Yeah. A good one, I think. So good. We got... Uh, it's going to be dirty. It's going to be oh, delightful. Empowering. Empowering. You're going to learn some history.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to learn about someone who not a lot of people know about. And I'm so excited. And what a cool lady. Well... <laughs> Uh, before we get to it, though, do yeah. we have any biz this this week? Biz, biz. What's with the biz? Um, no, I think we could just get into it. All right, cool. Do you have anything yeah. fucked up? Um, well, I mean, it's not. Maybe it's fucked up. I like gave notice at the radio show I do for free uh, today. Um. <laughs> I'm just profesh. like so tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might come back and do I might come back and do it or do something else. Um, but I yeah, I just it it I just need a break. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 So I felt sad about it a little bit. It's been pretty fun, but it's also like when something starts to feel like a chore, it's just like yeah. I can't like it's so hard to motivate yourself and you know, I wasn't it's like, who am I doing this for? Pete's mom, mm-hmm. essentially. So, um so yeah, I did that, which is not like that fucked up, but yeah.
1: But I think you probably like put a lot of thought into it, like every week, yeah. and so it's just mm-hmm. like one of those things where you kind of feel bad, and you're just like yeah. trying to trying to take take the reins on your life a little bit and your mental health, and that's hard to do sometimes. So.
0: Yeah. And like just like pivoting, you know, it's like, OK, I've put in a year, you know, it's like always change, change. And you have to listen to yourself. Sometimes things are hard because they're hard, but it's like, well, you, you want to be doing it or you need to be doing it, you know, to get from point A to point B, whatever, um, putting your time in. But also I gave it a year like it's ending on its year anniversary. So I'm like, OK, I feel like I gave it a good go. I had to change the format in a pandemic. And then it never just, like, stuck after that for me. And it was just, like, really hard to think of every week. And so I'm go- I'm retiring it, at least for now. That's good. That's mature. Yeah. That's growth. I love yeah, it. Yeah, growth, growth. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh,
1: man. Well, good for you. I'm glad you're, uh, you know, just taking control and yeah. giving your giving yourself some space. and. Like, the agency that you have, the power that you have, like, that is mm. that is the theme, I think, of this week's episode. Oh, so yes. I'm just going to segue into it because I, I don't have anything fucked up this week.
0: Great. Let's yeah. do it. I'm very excited.
1: I am, too. Um, my week was boring as hell, so who cares? Um, <laughs> 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 Maybe something cool will happen next week. I doubt it, but
0: oh uh, i mean yeah i did win something in a raffle today um so that was fun yeah i don't know what it is i had to pick three of my top prizes tight good so for you you will get something but i was like oh i won something that's fine
1: uh. <laughs> well fingers crossed that something cool like that happens next week for me yeah so. true that because
0: every week is the same I'm, I'm like wishing it for you thank you yeah um
1: well anyway let's get into the shit um okay. So empowerment, uh, agency, Mm -hmm. that is, that is, like I said, women, um, sexuality, that Mm -hmm. is the theme, the topic, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, like adjacency that we're talking about today. Um, uh, And speaking of that, we have talked many times about how, about how much we love the song Wet Ass Pussy Mm -hmm. by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Um, and we, uh. we we've talked a lot about the ensuing controversy and pearl clutching that it brought about for many, many months after being released. Like oh the God. fucking think pieces, the annoying conservative white men coming out of the woodwork to give their two cents and also dunk on themselves about how they can't get their <laughs> wife's <laughs> pussy wet. So about uh,
0: having how. About how having sex with their wife is like fucking a bag of gravel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like my God. Like, uh,
0: mm, mm, I don't know, That's sir. Not right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sir. How sad for your wife. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there, there was just like so many people out here yelling uh, yeah. about the immorality and the mm. unprecedented explicitness of the song. Um, when they were just really very mad about two black women talking about having agency over their, their lives and their sexuality and being very, very explicit about sex and about what kind of sex they wanted Mm -hmm. to have. Yeah. Like, and putting that into good sex, hot sex, rough sex, like Mm -hmm. all the, all the sex, um, penetrative sex, like, Mm -hmm. you know, oral sex, sex, yeah. they were talking about all of this stuff and people just got so mad and it Mm -hmm. and it was dumb honestly really mind-bogglingly dumb about how upset people got uh about this song
0: yeah
1: um but luckily a huge amount of the world population loved this song I mean uh (laughs) like people from all over the world were into it and Celebrated the explicitness of it and made it one of the most popular songs of all time. Oh my God. And also, shout out to all the people who took the time in, to learn the WAP dance and like perform it in many different styles. Yeah. On various social platforms all over the world.
0: Oh my God. I. There's um, nothing
1: more unifying than a wet ass pussy. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. I, it, I was, I saw that you like wrote this and I was thinking about it earlier. I've seen so many creative ones like. I've seen it on roller skates because I'm like into roller skating now. I've seen um, a friend of mine did a TikTok that was like, she did it. But to Enya, like <laughs> it was like an Enya version of it. It was so funny. Everyone's just so creative. And mm-hmm. I loved it. And also like, what a feat mm-hmm. that dance is. It's, I can't do it.
1: It's very fucking hard. Oh it's God. very technical. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: the and- splits. No, oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I can't
1: And I wouldn't
0: And I wouldn't And I won't Um, And I would I would But I won't I can't
1: Um I'm gonna say something That is potentially Extremely embarrassing For DJ (sighs) Um, he learned part of it and performed it for me, and it was Stop. the most amazing thing oh of my life.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! I, I think it would so only be embarrassing to him if you shared a video of it. Which oh, you I not. would never. I did. not know There's
1: no video in existence, but
0: no. So that's fine. But he that did a good job. <laughs> good. I'm sure he did. He's talented. He's very tal- multifaceted Multi. person. <laughs> he's a great dancer, and he just like he just like
1: suddenly like po- popped it out for me, and I was like.
0: Like, he just he just, like It was co- like a portion. A corner. Yeah, he's like, yeah. hey, i got something to show you. You're like, oh, what? And he's like.
1: <laughs> it was very fun. It was, you know, that's my love language. Just
0: Oh, my God. Just little popping. treats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So with all that said, <laughs> we thought it was time to introduce or reintroduce people if you've heard of this person before. Doubt uh, it. But if you have, it. I'm proud of you. Well, allow us to reintroduce or introduce the mm-hmm. people to... A pioneer of pussy talk, a trailblazer of taints, an an explorer of the explicit, a crooner of the coochie, Ms. Lucille
0: Bogan. Hey! 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 hey. Oh, Um, my God. A trailblazer of taints. (laughs) What a wordsmith.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, She was a blues singer who was singing about wet-ass pussy in the 1920s and 30s. Basically, 100 years ago, she was singing about this
0: (sighs) very explicit
1: uh, sexual things. Um, That's wild
0: to think about a century ago.
1: Yeah. Um, So I think I originally heard about Lucille Bogan um, when WAP came out.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I think I I had
1: read some tweets about it like after people were like kind of Freaking out a little bit about it and being like, this shit's not new. Like, what are you talking about? Oh. Uh, but also, it was mentioned, she was mentioned in um, the the Netflix show, which we did a Patreon episode on in our commentary episode uh, mm-hmm. last month about the Netflix show, The History of Swear Words.
0: Oh, my gosh. Shameless plug. We have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. It's patreon.com slash DTFU podcast. We... Talked about all the swear words, and she came up as I think it may have been in the pussy mm-hmm. episode. I think so, yeah. Um, because she's saying so explicitly about such things that we'll get into, and mm-hmm. yeah, it we are just like, oh, we got to do an episode on this woman. This is incredible, and like, yeah, yeah, wow. Anyway, it's, check it out.
1: Yeah, watch the um the history of swear words. Great, mm-hmm. uh, check out. Our patreon and then listen to songs by lucille bogan um Mm -hmm. because holy fucking shit uh all you prudes buckle the fuck up Mm -hmm. because you're about to hear some grown women talk about some grown women things okay
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay you better clutch those pearls into your purse for safekeeping because we're gonna go on a wild ride i'm saying
1: you're gonna need to turn those pearls into fucking anal beads because this is where it's going
0: <laughs> you're not you don't it's just gonna happen naturally honestly yeah. uh your body's gonna absorb them down into your <laughs> <laughs> yeah your body just just absorbed your pearls and they are now in your anus and here we go
1: <laughs> okay well a little background about lucille bogan um mm-hmm. aka bessie jackson who she also mm-hmm. recorded uh that was like a alias she recorded pseudonym stage pseudonym. name mm-hmm. yeah yeah some of her songs under, under uh, was a black American classic female blues singer mm. and songwriter ri- and one of the among the first to ever be recorded. Um, mm. Trailblazer already.
0: Oh, my God. blue Probably in terms of blues musicians for one of the first to be uh, recorded because we know mm-hmm. like recordings came before that, right? Like the fart guy and stuff.
1: Oh yeah 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 like yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like on music. the radio like music yeah. like an yeah. LP like thing like mass produced singer songwriter uh, singer songwriter yeah
0: Oh my god please let's just take a moment to celebrate how already how like historical that is in and, and of in itself in yeah in and of itself and then we're going to get into like her actual content which is wild but it's like wow this is amazing one of the first people to record As, like, a singer-songwriter. And this is a black woman. Like, amazing. Incredible.
1: Incredible. Um, The music critic, Ernest Bornman, uh, noted that Bogan was one of the, quote, three big... Big Three of the Blues, along with Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Netflix movie out about Ma Rainey now. It's uh, mm. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I think, is the name of the movie. And it's oh. Chadwick Boseman's last film. Uh, mm. I really, really wanted to watch it. I, I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared for it. So yeah. I, I've been putting it off, but I really, really want to watch it. So uh, oh, so check that out if you want to just, like, learn about some history of of, you know,
0: the blues. black women in
1: blues um mm-hmm. so those are like extremely famous women of the time in this in this genre of music um and Lucille was like started out as a i think she started recording vaudeville because that mm-hmm. was like the jam of the time but then you know she was like a regular singing regular blues songs but then she started uh kind of coming into her own and writing
0: coming uh <laughs>
1: coming yeah. <laughs> And write and really writing some very interesting shit for the time. Um, Mm -hmm. She wasn't singing just any blues music. She was singing some dirty blues. Dirty blues is an actual subgenre of blues Mm -hmm. that at the time dealt with socially taboo and saucy subjects, uh, often referencing sexual acts and drug use and drinking. Mm
0: -hmm. um, And partying.
1: And partying. And and diddling. Doing all the things. (laughs) buttholes. Maybe. (laughs) Definitely, actually.
0: <laughs> um, wet ass pussies?
1: Yeah, wet ass pussies. Uh, and due to the sometimes or almost always explicit subject matter of these songs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it was, the music was often banned from the radio and only available on a jukebox or live performances.
0: Oh my God, that makes me miss bars even more. Like, Ugh. bars are still so cool. It's like. Ugh. Kind. Oh, you can't hear this music on the radio back then. But if you went into like an underground bar. Yeah. Or or like. A juke went, joint, you know. Yeah. Oh, then you could hear it. And everybody would probably be dancing, listening to fucking wet ass pussy. Old timey yeah. wet ass pussy. Yeah.
1: Oh, you're talking about the wet ass pussy. Da 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 I don't know. Fuck.
0: Oh, my God. No, it's the blues. So it's like. Oh, I was like. I was like in the vaudeville. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I got a pussy, bam, bam, on wow, it's wet, bam, bam, now, now, it's close to my ass, bam, bam, now, wet ass pussy. Oh my god! Oh my god! So oh
1: my god! Dasani Punani, um, am I right? Oh, okay, well, so the dirty blues style was most popular in the years before World War Two. Um, and then it had a little bit of a revival in the 1960s. Uh, Mm -hmm. that's fun.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: so some examples of this, of these songs that were popular in like the late 1920s, early thirties.
0: You need to sing each title of these (laughs) in whatever genre or, um, or old timey accent, (laughs) at least a couple.
1: Well, the first song that there's, there's so many, there's a huge list of them that I found, but I was just, I just went through and picked out like. The ones that I thought were very fun. Yeah, my yeah. these are my favorites. These are my tops.
0: These aren't the t- these aren't necessarily the biggest hits, but they're there's, the tops.
1: There's the tops, and then there's some bottoms, but um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it's tight like that, <laughs> the, by Tampa Red and Georgia Tom. Mm-hmm. That was in 1928. Guess what they're talking about?
0: Pussy uh, or a butthole?
1: Uh, <laughs> So I can't, please warm my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> by Bo Carter. That's not how the song goes at all, you guys. Oh my god! I wish it did. Uh, but it's called "Please Warm My Wiener" by Bo Carter from 1930. Oh my 1930. god! Oh uh, Good gr- grinding. <laughs> i don't know that's <laughs> not this is this is the offensive to these musicians i'm not gonna do this anymore
0: okay i liked it you gave it a... okay
1: i'll sing the next one okay oh good grinding by irene scruggs
0: 1930 okay. um okay this is the next one. Ooh, my girl's pussy <laughs> by harry roy
1: 1931 great this this is what i'm saying like this shit this is like 90 some odd years ago
0: yeah yeah yeah. come on yeah that's wild yeah we, we could just say the rest i don't yeah yeah
1: uh this is actually a very popular song and this is by one of the aforementioned uh big oh the biggest, big three big three uh yeah. women in blues bessie smith uh, mm-hmm. i need or sorry need a little sugar in my bowl by bessie smith 1931 mm-hmm. um I want some of your pie by Blind Boy Fuller, 1938, Um, and so many more. These are just, like I said, just a few, a very a a smattering of the the dirtier uh, titles. Um, Yeah, it it makes me really want a now. That's what I call fucking compilation CD. (laughs) Like right now, I want it.
0: Yeah, that's what I called fucking. That's what I old. called.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's old timey, uh, like 1920s and 30s. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Featuring hits from Bo Carter, such as Please Warm My Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And you and everyone remembers Tampa Red and Georgia Tom. It's tight like that. <laughs> Wow,
1: wow, Wow! wee wow. This, this is this is this is dirty blues. So this uh, is what we're talking about. Amazing. My new
0: favorite genre.
1: Truly. Um, so a little bit more about Lucille, though. Let's let's go back to her. Um, yeah. She was born Lucille Anderson in Amory, Mississippi mm-hmm. and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. In 1914, she married a man named Nazareth Lee Bogan, a Mm -hmm. railway man, and gave birth to a son, Nazareth Jr., in either 1915 or 1916, somewhere around there. Um,
0: We should say right now, mm -hmm. uh, there's not a ton of history on this woman, and what is known is the things she did around recording. So that's why some of this information is like, oh, it was this year or this year, because uh, we all know that, like, you know, black people don't have a lot of documented history because of how they were brought to America. And then from there, it, they weren't a priority, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we don't have a ton of information on her history. Um, and the only reason we do is that she was a recording artist. And so
1: and relatively famous at the time and so. relatively famous. Yeah. So that's yeah. why
0: we get to know stuff about her, because otherwise we wouldn't. And yeah. That but sucks. and that's fucked up.
1: Yeah, it is fucked up. That's the most fucked up thing about this is that she yeah. what had did so much for uh, so many music things which we'll talk about women. for music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so many but things. but the the details of her life are very uh scarce when it comes to like personal and her, you know, just her actual you know, intimate life. We don't right. know that much about. But
0: Yeah, like her biography. Through,
1: through her recordings and her writing of her songs, like we can kind of get a glimpse into what was going on with, with her. So, yeah. um, so yeah, she had, uh, her son, Nazareth Jr. in 1915 or 16. Then she later divorced, um, Bogan and married James Spencer, who was 22 years younger than her. Um, a f- just ahead of her time in so many ways, divorce, marrying a much, much younger man. Yeah. Um, I, although I don't necessarily condone an age gap like that for anyone at any time. Mm. um, You know, do your thing, but like uh, that's, that's a bit. Yeah, a I don't one. care.
0: I don't care as much as long as it's like two consenting adults. And by adults, I mean like real adults, like not 18, but mm-hmm. you're like at least like mid to late 20s. So you have some life experience.
1: I want to I would say over 30, whatever. Anyway, so. She, yeah. So she she's divorced, remarried mm-hmm. to a, I'm assuming a hot younger man. Um, mm-hmm. and she she first oh, started. <laughs> we can
0: assume some things about him. I think.
1: I think, yeah.
0: He knew what he was doing. He may, there may have been an age gap, but look, he knew what he was doing because this is a woman who is all about it. You know,
1: she, yeah, yeah. She, you know how to fuck, is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's the okay. Thing.
0: I'm beating around the vaginal bush. Okay, <laughs> this man knew how to fuck, and if he didn't, he knew how to do other things to satisfy his woman, or leave her the fuck alone, and she did it herself. That's what I'm. Or saying. with
1: other men, maybe. Who knows?
0: Yeah, whatever. Or women or women. Well, we'll talk about that. It, so that's what I'm saying. This was a maybe. This was a partnership we can't comprehend. You know.
1: This these are the details I wish I, I knew and yeah. had more information about of yeah. her life. This is what mm-hmm. I was saying. So Yeah. Um but as in terms of her career though, she first started recording vaudeville songs for OK. I wanna say okay. <laughs> I think it's okay, but it's spelled very fun. It's spelled O K E H, but I'm yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and
0: plow is, through with okay. Is it like South Park? Like okay. Okay. <laughs> okay records. <laughs> okay records. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, she she started recording vaudeville songs um in new york in 1923 for mm-hmm. okay records because that was the hot sound of the time like yeah i'm talking like charleston dun 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 dun, dun, dun you know like that kind of shit like that was what was yeah. happening lots of piano lots of like you know yeah. Ooh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's where so, we got the
0: point dancing from. Yeah. That's why people point when they dance now. It carried over.
1: Yeah. Um why people never stop with the pointing. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't.
1: <laughs> but then she kind of like found her groove in blues. She started recording more more blues songs. Um yeah. she later in the year in nineteen twenty three also recorded pawn shop blues in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. And that's this is a really fun fact. She was the first this was the first time a black blues singer had been recorded outside of New York or Chicago. Wow. That's I think that's a really cool historical tidbit. Um yeah. just very casually being like, I'm gonna go record in a place that this has never been done before. Like Oh my God. She was just the first at so much. Mm-hmm. And I I'm you know, there's just like not a lot uh not a lot of people talking about her. So Yeah. Um anyway, this she's just doing all of it. Um mm-hmm. So then by 1927, she began recording for Paramount Records in Grafton, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And this is where she had, she recorded her first big success uh, called Sweet Petunia. And just FYI, Petunia was a euphemism for pussy flaps. So.
0: Of course it was.
1: Yeah. Um, Real
0: cute. I like it. Um, Whoa, whoa, my sweet Petunia. (laughs) Oh, 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 that means pussy flaps. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Oh my god. <laughs> um and she also recorded for <laughs> Brunswick Records backed by Tampa Red, mm-hmm. uh who is another very he's he saying it's tight like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. they were all in the they were running in the same circles, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a yeah, this is it's
1: it's all all in the, like, universe here. Yeah. Um,
0: it's like how comics come up together. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, it's like, yeah, they're all doing a special together and they all hang out backstage and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, they were all doing their own thing, but they were probably, like, carousing with each other. And, oh, like,
1: totally. Yeah. You
0: know, like, helping each other. They were, like, pulling each other up as they or just, w- like, rose or the just, ranks.
1: Or just comedy writers in general who write yeah. for television shows or whatever. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, they're all helping each other out. They're all helping each other get those recording deals. That's right.
1: Um, by 1930, her songs, which she mostly wrote herself, uh, tended to concern drinking and sex, such as, mm. quote, sloppy drunk blues. Oh, yeah. Which was covered by Leroy Carter and others. And uh, another song that she recorded that was really popular was called, quote, Tricks Ain't Walking No More. Um, and this was later recorded by Memphis Minnie, who was another famous blues singer at the time mm-hmm. um she recorded um lucille recorded tricks ain't walking no more three times during 1930 during
0: 1930
1: wow. um and if if you look at the title of the song tricks ain't walking no more mm-hmm. it's referring to you know tricks like john's and sex work
0: in tricks yeah 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 uh, tricks are not
1: are, are on the streets anymore because this is the Great Depression mm. nobody has money for anything so even yeah. sex workers are having a hard time getting income um and so she uh, part of like the songs that she would write during this time uh had a recurring subject mm. of sex work and very you know just a lot of a lot of like hardship um yeah it and it really suggests that she had a a strong affinity with poor black women driven Mm -hmm. by desperate social and economic conditions um yeah like during the depression people were doing all they could to survive uh sex work bootlegging and robbing people Mm -hmm. were things that were happening everywhere all the time in america uh because this was this was fucking rock bottom for our country in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, and she did not sugarcoat that shit. She just like, she was writing music that was <laughs> very real.
0: And, she, well, yeah, it was very real. And it wasn't, she was like experiencing a lot of this. Like she wasn't famous enough that she was just like super wealthy and everyone forgot she was a black woman in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like her life was still, you know, hard and so um she it's it's not alleged, but it, maybe it's assumed that she was participating in some of this work um, mm-hmm. because that's how she was getting by. And uh, and so she was writing about her own experiences, which makes sense because she wrote about the good experiences, like the sexy stuff of things. And she wrote about the the not so good experiences. And I feel like this is also, for me, this just was like a very stark reminder of like the intersectionality of all of these different types of um movements and things that people are working toward even now still it's Mm -hmm. like you know this uh, that some of this work has always been a means of survival especially for women of color um and the lgbtq community and uh which is why it's really important to to keep fighting to decriminalize it but that like that's what she was kind of doing almost. Um, like, she was, yeah. like, an activist. Maybe she knew it. Maybe she didn't know it. But just the fact that she was, like, speaking about these things and trying to normalize them, it's incredible. At a time when, like...
1: Totally. I mean, and, like, just, whoa. and just so frankly and explicitly, yeah. like, there was, there was not a lot of euphemism <laughs> happening in her music. Like, she no. was just saying what it was.
0: She's not. She's not singing about pie. She's not... She and if she is, she's like fuck me in my pie. Yeah, use this fu- <laughs> fuck this pie, fu- and then we'll fuck. And or she's like fuck <laughs> like, me, and then we'll eat this pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's like uh, she was not sugarcoating anything. No, nothing. About anything. Yeah. No. And I, oh, man, I love her so much. That
1: shit's brave. Like yeah. at a time, like think about the the music that was like quote unquote mainstream and popular. It's just like.
0: Yeah. And it's just like,
1: I I don't know. It's it's my country
0: tis of the or something. It's like, oh, this is some boring
1: ass shit. Yeah. But at the same time, it parallel to like what we Mm -hmm. are, you know, what we think of the era of this time. Yeah. And that's what I think was so striking to me. It's like, well, fucking duh. The Great Depression was like leveling the country like people were just desperate and like yeah you know it was it was horrifying and um of course there was you know shit like this happening and it's yeah. just like we we kind of uh the way I think we learn about it in history is just like oh like America pulled through and it was you know like the grit and determination of of people and it was like okay well <laughs> how did they pull through like yeah there was some fucked up shit happening for people to pull through here like people were you know, doing anything and everything they could to survive, like I said. Yeah. But she was singing about it, too. Yeah. There wasn't any of this, like, fake, like, let's sing about, you know, rainbows and lollipops and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything's horrible, but let's forget about it. It's like, no. She's like, well, no, we're going to sing about fucking also, too, which is also fun, but.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And how you get out of a Great Depression. Mm -hmm. Also, um also I just feel like that's also true of just the genre of blues too like Mm -hmm. it it, it's like you know I feel like you have the blues and then you have country and and like both are kind of like in the same realm but country I feel like tends to make things a little softer and you know it's more whitewashed literally um and the blues is like no, hang on. I'm just gonna like tell you exactly what happened, and I'm gonna be, be like super succinct. And there's nothing fluffy about this. Yeah, it's, it's just like, the music and exactly what I want to tell you.
1: It's pain and it's it's mm-hmm. it, I and think joy, enjoy, and, and yeah, you know. But
0: it, but it's it's not called the
1: blues for nothing. Let's put it that way. It's um, the blues, <laughs> yeah. So she also recorded, and then you know, of course, she's. She's getting more famous for her songs. She recorded yeah. um, the original version of "Black Angel Blues," um, mm-hmm. which BB King covered as "Sweet Little Angel." Mm-hmm. So her 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 work was very influential. Very like it, and became for in a lot of ways kind of pretty mainstream. I mean, BB King covering one of her songs is pretty fucking yeah. epic. Yeah, um,
0: biggest blues musician of all time.
1: Yeah, so. Yeah, and she like you said she did sing about some LGBTQ themes. This is what I wish so badly that we had a better portrait of her, you know, everyday life um outside yeah. of just the music, but she was referencing a lot of stuff that you know is very very queer and very fucking mm-hmm. cool like uh that nobody was do- i mean there probably definitely were people doing it but she had a platform and she was yeah. pretty famous yeah doing it so yeah
0: she uh well and then it's like we can make some maybe assumptions just you know like how historians have made assumptions based on like oh maybe she was involved in sex work maybe she was involved mm-hmm. in bootlegging because these are things she sung about well she's saying she had a song called uh b d blues which b d was short for uh bull dagger, which was a term for lesbian at that point, mm-hmm. and so she has a whole song i, I 'll we'll share a little bit of the lyrics later because they 're also kind of sexy uh i if I remember correctly. But um, very
1: powerful and very but very powerful, cool.
0: Yeah, but very like, very, like, fluid and open, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and not, uh, and just kind of like, oh, this is an experience. And then she even um, lent her talents to the Prohibition Blues. So she sang a song called Whiskey Selling Woman. And that was telling a story about a woman who had no choice but to bootleg in their home to, like, feed their family, even though it was risking their family and their own freedom. Um, and these were songs that were released on records and people played. And it's like, you know, she's talking about potentially what her own experience was, but it's very hard to confirm. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I just like digging into this. It's wow. And there just isn't that much information and it's a real big bummer. um, But we got some fun stuff from it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I I know like the, the cliche is like, write what you know. And I, I do believe that she was writing what she knew. Yeah. Um, I think that's safe to assume. So, mm-hmm. um, and boy, did she know some things. Oh,
0: my God. She knew, <laughs> she knew a lot about a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, remember how I said this is some grown woman shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really mean it. We're about to talk about some of her song lyrics. Um, like.
0: <laughs> we won't sing these. We'll just read them. We're,
1: we're going to read them because. Yeah. Wow. Um, not going to insult her memory like that um yeah uh and you know there's a lot of songs today that are very dirty um mm-hmm. that were like oh i'm blushing you know like
0: like what there's I'm pussy i mean i blush yeah. a bit yeah i've, I've,
1: I've been blushing yeah. yeah um foxy brown lil kim uh <sighs> there's there's so much out that we have listened to in mm-hmm. you know our lives that are that is modern
0: yeah but Make i would say
1: Yeah, I would say, though, like, a lot of the lyrics are um, euphemistic. Yeah. A lot of double entendres abound in the lyrics. And that's great. It's, like, all of it's very clever and fun and... But this, uh, Lucille was not doing that. She was talking about dicks and pussies (laughs) and cum and titties in very, very, like just that and in very specific ways. Uh,
0: Um, I'm already shy about it. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not. uh, I mean,
0: I'm not. I'm going to push through. Don't worry. But I'm like, oh, I'm like giggling. Pussy. Pussy. So
1: just an example. What. One of her most famous songs is called Shave Them Dry. Uh, and this is a very delightful and amazing part of the lyrics for me.
0: Okay. Um, wait, first, do you want to say what shave them dry means? Um, because when we were talking about this in our status this week to like choose this topic, I thought it was literal. Oh, like shaving. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, is this like some sort of foreplay thing where she's like shaving him while he's like he, she's shaving him dry?" And then I was like, "That's kind of like mean."
1: I think it's. I I believe that it's like a it shave him dry. The title is uh, and in the the chorus of the song, yeah, is kind of is like a way of saying like fuck fuck me hard. Um, oh, oh, uh, and maybe like like raw dog fuck me hard like this is like <laughs> raw dog it, me hard yeah basically
0: okay also um so she did use the euphemisms but maybe only for the titles so. yeah
1: uh but so here's the here's a just a bit of the song lyrics that yeah. really s- this is my favorite part of the song basically mm-hmm. um <clears throat> uh, excerpt from the classic song shave him dry yeah
0: um
1: now your nuts hang down like a damn bell sapper and your dick stands up like a steeple. Your goddamn asshole stands open like a church door. And the crabs walks in like little, like people. <laughs> Ow, shit. Oh, baby, won't you shave him dry? <laughs> that That's a classic, very famous song of hers. Oh, and- my
0: God. Your goddamn asshole stands open <laughs> like a church door. And the crabs walk in like people. Is that is she fucking people with crabs? I mean. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe Shave him Dry is like, you have crabs. I need to remove your pubes before oh, we fuck. Okay. 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 Could be. Could be. Oh, oh, my God. Okay. My favorite part is the very beginning.
1: Oh, it, yeah. Of, the, goes, of Shave him Dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Shave him Dry. This is how it starts. There's no warning. These are the very first lyrics of Gets this right song. Gets right into it. I got nipples on my titties big as the end of my thumb. I got something between my legs. I'll make a dead man come. Oh my goodness! And also, the Rolling Stones. You know they knew who this woman was because oh, yeah. they have paid homage to her. Is in "Start Me Up," I think. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Or maybe "Brown Sugar," which is a problematic song.
1: Extremely problematic.
0: <laughs> hmm. Well, there's a line that says she makes a dead man come. Oh yeah. Oh. Make a dead man come. Yeah. Start me up. Yeah, to no, start me up, yeah. 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 Um Start well. Me Up. And make a dead man come. yeah yeah oh oh you make a dead man come well that's
1: lucille bogan she was doing it Uh, oh good for her um yeah she Mm. she was just like this is what i mean like there's there's no filter and it's Mm -mm. fucking it's like it's great i love it it's it rules so hard like okay
0: one more part from this song that i want to put on a t-shirt or a greeting card maybe okay this is poem this is poetry Mm
1: -hmm. now if
0: this is poem (laughs) (laughs) my brain's short-circuiting from all the pussy talk it's a lot i love it um okay now if fucking was the thing that would take me to heaven i'd be fucking in the studio till the clock struck 11 yeah okay she's like i'll do it to get to heaven why not even if you anywhere, have crafts. Everywhere, yeah. But I'm going to shave them dry <laughs> before we get to business. That's
1: right. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and then this is another one of her very, very uh, popular s- songs at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is the first uh, song of hers I-, I ever heard. And I was like, holy shit. This is like the one where I was like,
0: "Oh,
1: ma'am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> so
1: one of my favorite Parts from the song from Till the Cows Come Home Mm -hmm. is If You Suck My Pussy, Baby, I'll Suck Your Dick. I'll do it to you, honey, till I make you shit. Oh, Oh. baby, (laughs) honey, do it all night long. Do it to me, Papa, till tomorrow comes.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Like,
1: no beating around the bush. Like, the bush is exposed.
0: (laughs) Yikes. Till I make you shit. That's, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to fuck anyone until that happens ever. But, but it's it, just like it's
1: extreme. You know, it's just yeah. like this is how hard I'm gonna fuck you. Like your dick is gonna be
0: all your muscles are gonna relax, yeah. including your sphincter, <laughs> and shit's gonna come out. Yeah, <laughs> that I fucking love it so much. That's hard. That's like wild. Also, it reminds it's me like of very the movie.
1: fucking punk rock. Like it's I punk love rock, it. Yeah. Oh, well, it's very Lucille bogan and punk yeah. rock just wishes
0: it's very bogan rock
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um it reminds me of kingpin when she's like i think you jarred something loose <laughs> what is it about good sex that makes me want to take a shit <laughs>
1: this is what that's what we're talking
0: about here she lucille knows mm-hmm. lucy knows okay i have one more it's not dirty but i wanted to give like a fun um blurb from beady blues which is like the it's like an homage to uh, maybe like women she dated or uh, just like the lesbian experience. Mm -hmm. Come in a time, BD women ain't gonna need no men. Oh, the way they treat us is a low down and dirty sin. BD women, you sure can't understand. BD women, you sure can't understand. They got a head like a sweet angel and they walk just like a natural man. I think she's kind of like, we don't need men. Mm -hmm. Uh, we can all fuck each other and maybe that's better
1: (laughs) yeah I love it I do too I mean that's first of all her just like singing a song for lesbians period is like fucking amazing amazing. so it's all I mean these are just this is very much the a very very small sampling of her of her music please go listen to it it's great. Mm -hmm. great uh it's it's very 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 explicit um mm-hmm. but it, it rules man it's just like it's so just it's just going for it so it's
0: so good i, I was listening to whiskey selling woman earlier and i was like mm, i love this so much it's just such a classic blues song it's great it's and there's a story it's so fun it's a
1: it, yeah everything about it um yeah towards the end of her career she managed her son's band uh bogan's Birmingham Busters that was the name of the band um and then uh in the early 40s she moved to California where she continued to write uh her last composition was called gonna leave town Mm. yeah so she she was like writing up until the end of her life which was um she died on August 10th 1948 and she's buried at lincoln park memorial cemetery in carson california which is 15 minutes away from us
0: oh my god
1: i'm gonna bring her some flowers
0: (gasps) oh you should yeah
1: I, i definitely and maybe like a little like shot of whiskey because oh my
0: gosh
1: she fucking deserves it she rules
0: that's cool her and my dad my dad was alive for a year while she was alive
1: Oh, wow. That's kind of fun.
0: And he was here awesome. here. Yeah. My gra- my grandma was alive living here when she lived here. That's wild.
1: My entire family lived in uh like Redondo Beach, like right there.
0: Oh, my God. My family was in like Sierra Madre, Arcadia, Pasadena.
1: Yeah. My, my like whole Mexican side of the family lived in oh. like the Los Angeles Redondo Beach area.
0: Oh, my God. That's yeah. so cool. I know. Well, she was, yeah, I mean, we don't really know who she is and- and, you know, it was a very, very long time ago. And so we don't really listen to a lot of music from that time period. But we mm-hmm. wouldn't have any contemporary music, especially from women, especially that talks about being empowered and having sexual freedom and stuff without this woman, Lucille Bogan.
1: She moved the needle and mm-hmm. and and blazed a trail for, for modern music for everyone women women singing about this kind of shit that we we have now
0: yeah there would be no madonna tlc britney cardi b megan Thee stallion like none of these women would exist um in the careers that they have if she hadn't set the tone so early on i feel like or like been
1: an example for other women who were more mainstream to kind of be like well she did it so yeah i I think i'm just gonna go ahead and Follow along with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I also... We we already said earlier that... Um, like the fucked up thing is that... We just like don't know that much about her. Um, you know, but the there's like a lot of fun stuff about her. And I feel like this episode is maybe a little bit more of like a celebration of how cool she was. And less about fucked up stuff. And I think the tone of that has been set in a lot of places that have written about her. So I wanted to share a quote kind of talking about how you know music even as it is now women or men whoever it doesn't matter who's singing it just how explicit it is like yeah it, it wouldn't exist how it exists without her first coming along and totally. being like so bold yep um and so there was a really cool article i found uh on the gumbo.net and it's by okay i'm i truly looked up how to pronounce this person's name and I could not find video of them saying it. So uh I'm gonna guess. But I think it's Teresa Gung Gungura. Gungura. Okay. Um and they're on Twitter and we'll put them in the description and stuff uh because they're a very cool human. Um and so they're a writer for Vanity Fair and they've contributed to Rolling Stone, The New York Times, New York Mags, Vice. Like they're doing all the things. And they just wrote this article I think in August of 2020, on okay. the site thegabonut dot net, and I want to read um, this quote about what uh, Lucille's contribution has meant to hip hop. Oh, it's a hip hop blog. Okay, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are successors of the creative legacy that Lucille Bogan carved in stone, drenched in whiskey, and laid alongside spent, sweaty, satiated bodies. Bogan made it possible for Foxy Brown, MC Light, Roxanne Shante, and the City Girls to come on the scene and a la Lil' Kim squat for a photo while wearing leopard print lingerie. She made it possible for two live crew to argue in the American Supreme Court that their explicit music was not mischief and profanity, but part of a long line of African-American oral storytelling and vernacular. Bogan is the blueprint. People say, but back in the day, like, my grandmother didn't do it like that. No, (laughs) they did it even better and louder.
1: Hell fucking yes.
0: Yeah, it's – this writer, P.S., oh my God, this whole article was so good and just such a celebration, but I just loved this kind of end to the article because it's like – Yeah, people are always saying like, oh, I would never. My grandmother would be so upset to hear Cardi B. Oh, your grandmother was a young person at one time who went to parties and fucked, okay? Yeah. So like, don't even think that that's not a thing.
1: I know. It's just so, it's so dumb to think. Like, I, this, (laughs) all the, all the pearl clutching around music today, just, it's like, you can't, this, It's all the it's the whitewashing of of our of art and music that have, you know, kind of been mainstream for so long and people just like have no idea what else is out there. And so I think it's really important to talk about and celebrate artists such as Lucille Bogan, who Mm -hmm. have been out here. Yeah, 100 years ago, 90 years ago, making art that is explicit, is sexual, is, you know, telling a story about hardship, not sugarcoating shit, being Mm -hmm. like, this is the real, this is real life. This is the real world. People are fucking, people are stealing, people are going through hard times, people are making hard choices, people are doing sex work. Like, and they've been doing it for centuries. Sorry. <laughs> like,
0: Since this is- the dawn of time. Fucking is the most natural thing. It's how everyone exists. Like it's we it's such. Might as well have fun doing it. God damn it. Might as well have fun doing <laughs> it. But it's you know we just live in such a puritanical society. And it sucks so bad. And we're all all of this stuff. It's like yeah, we come on this podcast and we're like, yeah, we like fucking pussy and like all this stuff. And we want to be like positive. That takes so much unwiring of what we've been taught our whole lives. It's hard. Yeah. You have to keep pushing at it. And it's like, I oh, get for sure. I get shy about it, you know, but it's just I mean,
1: I, you know, yeah, it's I, I, I think. Yes, it it is a lot of, you know, kind of this idea of of like we, we talk about really disgusting things like tapeworms in your butthole yeah. and then we have like a hard time talking about like something that is like actually cool and fun like yeah. come on let's yeah. I know yeah
0: let's push
1: past that it's like it's mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be fine um
0: and we're more fine than most I mean I I don't get shy talking about buttholes and stuff but some people do no I mean it's it's
1: it's it's not for mixed company it's not for like it's not for everybody that's fine like you don't have to be into it that's okay everybody Mm -hmm. has things that are a a boundary put put your boundaries up that's all right we can have boundaries yeah respect that but Mm -hmm. um I don't know I just think um this is like kind of my final thought feeling um yeah I just think the thing I love the most about these songs, like aside from their hardcore sexual content, is like the mm-hmm. just the direct, the directness and the assertiveness of the lyrics. Like she yeah. wrote these songs very intentionally, and maybe you know, yeah, maybe it was for entertainment. Maybe it was, maybe it was her experience. Maybe it was, you know, what she really wanted to talk about. Uh, maybe it was to sell records. Who knows? But like either way, she's writing it and she's saying. She's like, this shit is fun, and I'm enjoying it. Like, fucking is fun. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it, and you are too. And this is exactly what I'm going to do to facilitate this dope-ass fucking that we're going to do. So, <laughs> like, to me, that's, like, that is agency. That's power. Yeah. And may we all be so bold. You know? Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. The the article um, from the uh, the other thing that the author wrote that I thought was so great and, like, how she opens the how they open the article? I'm not sure of their pronouns. Um, hmm. How they open the article is: <laughs> uh, we don't know much about Lucille Bogan, but I do know she. I do know she never had bad sex. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know much about this woman, but I don't think she had bad sex because she's out here talking about how delightful it was. <laughs> I just thought that was so fun. It's like, yeah, of course. Oh, I love that. And And I I hope that for her, too. I I do, too.
1: Like, God God bless. Um, I also, I was thinking about how the Dirty Blues had a resurgency in the 1960s, Mm -hmm. uh, like the early 1960s, and like how that was such a repressed time for people, Mm. I think. And it it really makes a lot of sense. Like, it just occurred to me like that's like, and, you know, maybe as we're kind of talking about this, maybe we're like uh projecting what our our current sensibilities are onto her in some ways but maybe you know maybe not maybe this was like really what she was about and this was her just doing her life I don't know
0: I think it's interesting that you said that I feel like the 1960s thing it was a conservative time for half of the people and the other half of the people were really like rejecting that and Mm -hmm. starting to reject that. And then we had the whole like free love hippie movement. Mm -hmm. And that's happening now too. I think we're at like, we're, we're on like the precipice of such a huge divide where half the people are good, are conservative. Half the people are like, Oh my goodness, I would never. And then half of the people like, what the fuck is the problem? You know? And it's like, we keep having these, kind of big movements and so she was just in the half that was like what's the big deal
1: I know and and that's I coming back to like what us pussy like this Mm -hmm. is this is like the you know you have art that is very subversive and you have Mm -hmm. people that are having these intense rejection and reactions to you know said art and it's just like it happens every
0: generation
1: yeah, um, and you could see it in different points in time in history and it's just also predictable Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know it's very very interesting and I hope we can this time around well we're not doing a great job with uh, (laughs) with the current uh, climate but I hope we can kind of push through and be better for it and
0: yeah progress
1: progress it's it's never going to stop no so why fight it?
0: I know yeah it's so funny it's also like my biggest something like this where like it's a song it literally harms no one to listen to it like my whole thing is like if you don't like it just don't listen to it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't understand why people are so upset by stuff like that it's like oh but I don't want my kids to listen to it it's like why why would you play it for your your kids kids? (laughs) yeah (laughs) Why are you playing wet ass pussy at your preschool? <laughs> yeah. That's bad. But also, they don't know what that is. Yeah, they're like, so it okay. Matter.
1: Yeah. There's some whores in this house. Cool. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh chores in this house. <laughs> oh, no.
0: I feel like ew, you just reminded me of that family that makes those like parody music them. videos. I hate them. So much. much that dad is just like they did the one and it's fine. And then all of a sudden they have the business that they're running where they just exclusively make parody music videos for like Kmart and shit. And I'm like, how dare I hate it
1: here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do. I know. Well, we're in a never ending cycle of you know just the same theme themes that occur every generation like I said um
0: thank god we don't live forever because I can only go through this cycle once maybe imagine twice. being
1: imagine being a vampire and just being like how oh, do no. you guys get it together
0: yeah oh my god they're like uh, Lucille Bogan has a new song out it's like no it's someone named Cardi B oh geez what year is it oh
1: <laughs> oh my god yeah I don't know man time is a flat circle everything mm-hmm. everything that's old is new again um so just uh just be like breathe it's okay you know everything's Mm -hmm. gonna be okay yeah um we only are on this earth for a very short period of time it's not worth it to be upset about fucking pussies and dicks okay Mm. no just be happy about it yeah it's cool
0: that's cool. Let people do with pussies and dicks what they're going to do as long yeah. as everything Why do you care so much? Yeah, you don't need to care.
1: I don't care that much about pussies and dicks and titties and shit. Like, you know why I they like, care? I like them, but, you know.
0: You know why they care? Why? They're jealous. They're, they're jealous of the, of
1: the freedom of the, like, of the... Just the 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 freeness of it all.
0: Yeah, they're like, what? They're like, oh, people shouldn't be singing about orgasms. And you're like, why? And they're like, because I've never had one. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Okay, that sounds like a you problem. Okay, Ben
1: Shapiro's (laughs) wife. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Okay, Mrs. Shapiro, (laughs) we know. Oh my god. Uh, She's like at a dinner party. If i if I'm ever at a dinner party with them, why would I be? But if I ever was, first thing I'm asking her, have you come yet? How's your pussy? How's your <laughs> pussy doing? How's that no, puss? I'm gonna I,
1: shit I'm gonna shit on their radiator so that their car just always smells like shit for the rest of their lives, and they have to trade it in for a new one. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: my God.
1: That's what I'm going to do. I don't give a shit about her pussy.
0: <laughs> they yeah, give a I shit about they're...
1: my pussy, though. That's what's so creepy about it. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, yeah I know. Mm. Yeah, it's mine. Sorry. Jealous. That's what I'm telling you.
1: Mm. Uh. Anyway, well, God bless Lucille Bogan. I.
0: Mm. R. I. P yeah (laughs) I was were you gonna flash
1: us no I was shaking my titties like as a salute you know
0: (laughs) yeah oh mm -hmm. um I don't want to knock my microphone over not because my titties but I think I'd be swinging elbows around (laughs) 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 oh well go
1: listen to some of her music Mm -hmm. um if you if your butthole was clenched this entire episode because you know you were like this is a lot um it's okay Breathe. yeah
0: that's okay it's okay you're amongst friends here. listen to it again yeah it'll be more relaxing this time you'll know yeah. you'll know what's coming
1: oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yes well that's all i got for this topic i mm-hmm. loved it it was really Same. fun learning about her and the um the music
0: of this time mm-hmm. so so wonderful yeah all right. Well, follow us on social meds at DTFU Podcast, all the places.
1: Yep. Um, go to our
0: website, DTFUpodcast.com. Mm-hmm.
1: Check out our merchandise. Uh, mm-hmm. We have some cool bandanas, stickers, magnets, you know, that kind of stuff. It's fun. Cool, fun stuff. And I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you're the best. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, hey, listen, be excellent to yourselves.
0: And your pussy, hey. I mean, and each other, both. Yeah. Yes. 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 And yes. your butthole, all of the things, all of the things, your genitals in general. Just be nice, you know.
1: Yeah. Be, be kind. Just be excellent. Just be excellent. That's oh, all. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>